presenting Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Hello, yes, it is indeed. Um, Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment, and this is Elisa Matthews, the mother of the little rascal, Eric Aruna Matthews, Archangel now. And I love you, Eric, so much. Oh, God. Anyway, um, so tonight, Eric is talking about. Oh, Eric is going to talk about why many empaths, healers, and mediums suffer for, through and substance abuse and addiction, and, and that, and you know, a lot of hardships too. In all, I can see this, and the people that come to me through AtlantaScaler.com, through AtlantaScaler, whatever, a lot of them are so broken. And I will tell you that whenever I do healing recommendations on them, because, you know, to find out what Archangel Eric wants them to have, as in, in like, healers and whatever, chakra work, et cetera, on the, on the empaths and the mediums and the healers, I have to work so hard to get rid of all the nasty stuff that does not want the truth to be uncovered it takes me for yeah. a $30 healing consult today. It took me three hours, okay? Because there are so many wow. reptilians and other very horrible alien beings that do not want these people to know that they are here to help and elevate, you know, the consciousness of humanity. And they fight yeah. against it. And they fight against it. And I'm sure that because they fight against these wonderful light workers, and they do suffer from like it says here, substance abuse, addiction, and so on, and, and of course, many things. And we are joining us, Abby Dagnese from BrightEyedMedium.com. She's going to share her experience. And, of course, we have the lovely Michelle Gray, Eric's other voice, spirit translator. You can get in touch with her at TheHealingH-Art.com. We'll have that in the description box. You guys, if you want to call in to talk to Eric, well, you're probably already on the line, but it's 646. 716 All right. Go for it. Abby, share your life. Share your life story. No pressure. Tell us well, first off. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. I love you. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me on tonight. Yeah. Oh, we love you. <laughs> so uh-huh. um, I, was, I was actually asking Eric today, like, where should I even begin? How should I even start with this? Um, because when I meet a lot of people, they're actually kind of really surprised that I have the path that I do um, because of the fact that I don't let it define me. So I just wanted to start with that, <laughs> that I definitely Good. it's not the first Good. thing I tell, tell, to, tell people about me because I make the conscious choice every single day, not just when I wake up, but throughout my day to not let certain experiences define who I am and how I decide to make my decisions. So I try very hard not to, like, let myself get stuck in self-pity over what other people have done to me or bad decisions I've made for myself. But um, we'll just start back at the beginning by saying that I grew up on a farm when I was a kid. Um, my dad was studying to be a Baptist minister. My mom was a teacher. Um, I actually moved out pretty young when I was 17. My parents were super poor. Wow. <laughs> so because mm-hmm. of that, um, I had to put myself through school. So right away, I went into college. By the time I was 18, um, paid for my own education. I have three degrees in college. Um, and so I did all the right things. I only had myself to really look at it for support financially and emotionally because my dad definitely felt like probably a college experience was better off like at a community college because he didn't want to see me go into debt like that. Um, so I don't know. I just always had this drive. I wanted to get away and do things. And so I was always super motivated. So the thing is, is that I actually like had these great accomplishments, like getting three degrees in college. And then by the time I was 25, I was making like $110,000 a year selling radiology equipment and software, traveling around the country as one of the top sales reps for um, the company I was working for at the time. So I did pretty well wow. like, with the career, with the with my bachelor's in marketing and 
and um, in the radiology field itself, and I loved it, and I was, you know, going to spring break until I was 26. <laughs> but wow. that's so awesome. I'm yeah, but... you up alone, girl. Just kidding. But, maybe not. <laughs> but then I um, decided to go to a bar one night, and like a lot of people do, I met the wrong person. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So oh, I happens. did all the right. No, no. Until it, I met. Maybe it was. Maybe it was the right person. Maybe it was the right person. It was. It was a situation, and I've asked my guys about this a lot. And it was. It was definitely a meant to be thing. Him and I have had many lifetimes together before, and we've played out very similar instances in different lifetimes. Um, so yeah. anyway, I met this man, and um, he's the father of my son. And um, we're gonna just say that he definitely brought an element of party to my life that I had never experienced before. Um, and he also brought a party, of, a, an element to my life of dealing with um, certain, like, PTSD, childhood stresses, issues I had um, to my life by dealing with, well, drugs. So um, by the time I was 27, I definitely had a very serious opioid addiction. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say that I wouldn't have gotten into heroin because I definitely um, – when it comes to opioid addictions, like, you get to the point where you're just, like, not trying to get high anymore. Um, you're just trying to live every day, and you're just trying mm-hmm. to just make it so you're not sick so that way you can yeah. maintain, and you can maintain faith at your job, and you can maintain faith in front of your family and all that. Um, but I was I was definitely trying to ignore um, the domestic violence that was happening. Um, The physical abuse was definitely there. Um, The Mm. emotional abuse was huge because it had been something which was a comfortable reality for me that I had dealt with my whole life because my dad was super verbally abusive. Um, Mm. And it was just like this comfortable way of being for me um, that it's the only way that I knew, like, relationships to be so some women would get I was telling Michelle this like some women you know they get in this knockdown drag out fight with a black eye <laughs> you know when a broken nose and they get flowers next to on their nightstand the next day I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have three you know we call them blueberries three perk 30s sitting next to my bed you know the next morning oh, wow. instead of flowers and that was how yeah. I dealt with my relationship um, I shortly became pregnant when I started dating him. Um, it's not like I just woke up one day and I'm like, hey, I'm going to become a drug addict when I started dating him. It fully no. started happening um, because I wanted to fit into his world. I wanted to be a part of his life. And to do that, I thought mm-hmm. I needed to change myself, and I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought there was something that I needed to be other than myself, which was silly in oh. hindsight. Things are always twenty twenty. Um, and because I was on this higher level of almost executive in my world, I didn't fit into his world. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, no, um, no. Yeah, so then what happened was um, – I got pregnant pretty quickly after we started dating. Um, During my pregnancy, no, I wasn't doing drugs. But as soon as um, I had the baby, I immediately started falling into a deep, deep, deep depression. Um, In Mm -hmm. hindsight, I definitely was dealing with some severe postpartum. Um, And then I also was dealing with finding out that he had been cheating on me during my pregnancy. So it was very emotional, and the way that I dealt with it was by him handing me Percocets, handing me Klonopins, handing me whatever I could. So I was dealing with the uppers. I was dealing with the downers. Um, And you know what? Like, before I had met him, this is not something I had ever really done before. Um, I'm lucky that I didn't really ever do it before him because one of the things that I think helped me get sober was the fact that, I, um, I, I had like a pretty stable life. So when things started to get normal again, like I started to be like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember what this is like. So that's pretty much the backstory. That's how I got kind of into this. Um, really, it just came down to, I didn't value myself. Um, I didn't really feel good about myself anyway when I got involved with him. And then it was just like a perfect storm, you know, um, when I did meet. Yeah, I had seen domestic violence my whole life and then getting involved in this really physically 
violent, emotionally violent relationship just was awful for me. Um, but then what happened was um, he actually went away to jail. <laughs> and yeah, within that moment of him leaving, I'd say it took about three weeks. Um, I decided very quickly that this probably really wasn't me. This really wasn't my life. Um, this wasn't what I wanted for myself. And I needed to come clean with myself. And I needed to come clean with everybody else around me. Now, a lot of people that get involved with drugs and things like that, um, what they don't realize is that, sure, your life is a mess while you're using, but you're not really paying attention to that. It's when you make a decision consciously that you're going to not be a drug addict anymore and you're going to get healthy and you're going to heal yourself and you start to show your cards, your poker cards to people, that's when everything goes to shit. <laughs> oh, my God. real shit. Yeah. You need three things. I call it your house of cards. You need transportation to get to and from a job to be able to make money, okay, which is in your house, your house of cards. And you need a roof over right. your head. You need those three things yeah. to be able to maintain yourself. And when you're trying to get sober, because shit hits the fan, it's just, I don't know if it's, not that I believe in karma, but it's kind of a karma thing. Um, it's like I had... I got pulled over. Um, I was on the methadone clinic for four years, and when I first started the methadone clinic, I was only on it for about a year and a half at that point. I got pulled over, um, or not even a year and a half. It was like six months I was on the methadone clinic. I got pulled over. Technically, you're not supposed to drive when you're on methadone. I had no idea. Everybody does. And um, I got a DUI. Well, I, yeah, I, got a DUI. <laughs> I, I got a DUI, so I lost my license. And then... Um, I, because I lost my license, I wasn't able to get transportation to and from a job to make money. So then because of that, I lost my apartment. And then also because I had just told everybody that I was an addict and I was on the clinic and I was in rehab, in treatment, everybody, nobody wanted to help me. Nobody wanted to be there for me. Nobody trusted me enough because it's like there's this word that comes to mind. Like when they think somebody's an addict, they think you're just going to come in their house and steal all their stuff and you know, be yeah. this terrible person, which happens. It does. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but like, you know, you are in a desperate place yeah. when that's happening. And um, a lot of people, uh, you know, that try and get sober at first, it doesn't always work for them quickly. So anyways, um, that's pretty much what happened. My house of cards fell. I then very quickly moved in with a friend of mine's brother who was a lot older than me. He was like 54, 55. And um, within two months of moving in with him, he actually tried to rape me. And um, oh I ended up, yeah, I ended up having to leave the house. I had a cat that I had had for 12 years that I had to leave behind. I had my bunny, Bun Bun's the first that I had to leave behind. Um, and then every single belonging I ever had, every baby picture of my oh, son, oh. Every single belonging I ever, every cherished possession of mine I ever had, I had to leave behind when I ran away from that house that day and went to the police department. Um, so, and this was all in the midst of me trying to get sober. I was on 120 milligrams of methadone. If anybody knows what that means, it means I was pretty much a walk, walking zombie. Anyways, mm -hmm. I had gained about 85 pounds because methadone makes you gain weight. Um, and I had nowhere to go, nowhere to be, and had just gone through this really traumatic emotional event of my friend, I thought, trying to rape me. Um, did anybody wow. do that for me? No. It was more like, hey, maybe you deserve this because you made bad decisions. So then what happened was I ended up in a homeless shelter. Um, I wow. was in a homeless shelter for about a month with my son. At that point, um, my last straw before I became suicidal was when I figured out that the last thing you have to lose is your dignity. I had lost everything else. The only thing I had left was my dignity. And one day, um, the director of the homeless shelter, I was getting changed in one of the rooms um, that I was staying in. It was my own private room that I'm supposed to have with me and my son. And I was putting my shirt on. And he didn't knock. He just walked right in. And he saw me putting my shirt on. And oh, my God. And first reaction is to, oh, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, to step right out. No. He stood there and continued to talk to me about how I'm not allowed to have a trash can in my room. Oh, my God. So that's when I became suicidal. And 
I started definitely having some suicidal ideations and thoughts about what what should I do with my son because I can't be here anymore. I can't do this, and I've got to be the worst person in the entire universe that ever existed. Um, My family was not in my life anymore. Any friend I ever had was not in my life anymore. I sat on my bed one night, and I had my cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) which was hooked up to their Wi-Fi so I could go on the internet and went on YouTube. And I just, in my mind, I just decided I was going to type in, um, is there an afterlife? And then up popped Haley Eric, the very first one with Jamie Butler. So I was there for, let's see, at that point I had been there for about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, And then for the next two weeks, I watched every and listened to every episode of Channeling Eric. And it really did change my life and it changed my mind frame in the sense where so much of what I had been going through emotionally with just like how hard I feel, how much I feel, how much I believe in people, how um, it, it just like all started kind of coming together. Like, hey, my whole life I have really been communicating um, with the other side. Hey, my whole yeah. life, like all of these instances, every single one of me seeing spirits experiencing spirits, having them touch me, you know, maybe there really is something to this and maybe I'm really experiencing this. So that's when it really started defining my journey about like, who am I and what is this that I call my life? What is this that Eric called my Abby essence? So, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, things didn't get better right away just because I found you in Eric. But it helped to definitely, like, open my eyes and open my mind to the concept of there's nothing wrong with me because I always ask myself, what's wrong with me? Everybody hates me. I hate myself. It's been this way forever. You know, I had all this great materialistic belongings, all this money, all this travel, all this everything, and I threw it away, and I'm never going to be able to get it back. Um, You know, and, and I trusted the wrong people. I trusted people that I had just met that I was like, oh, they've got to be my friend. They're listening to me. doesn't mean they're always listening, you know. Um, so Whoa, I, yeah. during that time like that kid. I was using, yeah. <laughs> during that time I was using, I, I don't know if it was the methadone that was doing it to me or the opiates, but I've asked Eric about the sense, and there's got to be some kind of chemical <clears throat> element in there that definitely um, makes it so that way it's a lot harder for you to be able to communicate with the other side. And I tell people oh, that. Yeah. And I've had people ask questions to me about, like, hey, I'm a cancer patient. Like, I have to be on this medication. Like, you know, am I, am I not going to be able to channel? Am I not going to be able to reach spirit? And, and, you know, I don't have an answer for that. Like, I haven't really sat down and meditated yeah. about that. But I will, I will tell you that during that time in my life, there was no connection for me. I wasn't connecting with spirit. I wasn't feeling, I was feeling nothing but completely emotionally numb. Not only was I on methadone, but my doctors, because I was quote unquote emotionally unstable because of all of the things that were happening to me, I'm not kidding you. They had me on 30 different mental health medications at one time. And oh my God. I'm not a, oh my God. 30. I was on 30 because I was depressed because I wanted to kill myself because I hated my life. And because of that, they're like, oh, you're anxious. Oh, you're sleep deprived. Oh, you're this, you're that. Ugh. I mean, I, it was like in the morning, I'd take a handful of whatever they gave me. In the middle of the day, a handful. I mean, I don't even know how my kids survived this. <laughs> but he's gone through a lot of himself because of some of the decisions I made there. A lot, Actually, every decision I made. Um, you know, thank God I've gotten through it. And then now, fast forward to now, um, you know, it took a lot of just, looking myself in the mirror and trying to flip it around, trying, even if I didn't feel that way in the moment and I wanted to die, just trying. I think trying and bravery are like the biggest things that anybody can do Mm. for themselves, even if they don't feel it in the moment, just try. Every day you have to decide that you want to live, that you want to be here, you know, and it's like nobody can do that for you but yourself. And, and you have to find your own reasons why you want to be here. And I always tell people, like, I can see the people that have been, quote, unquote, on their knees before God. I can always say that. Oh. Because you know what? Oh. It, it's very, it's, it's, 
those people, you can feel them. You don't have to be a medium to feel those people, the people that have been on their knees before God. And I have. Yeah. And some of the kindest people I've ever met have been the people that have literally nothing, nothing. I mean, in that homeless shelter was my son's sixth birthday. And the only thing he got really was the man next to us in the room. All he had was a hat that he used to wear every day, and he gave it to my son. Oh, and, yeah. And, I mean, he had nothing. He had nothing to his name. He was living in a shelter, but he wanted to give my son his hat. You know? Oh, it's that's just, There's some, yeah, complete earth angel. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, since then, I found out that he passed. Um, but he, you know, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just, I've been there, done that with a lot of things. And one of them is being able to say, I don't let my experiences define me. Um, I moved on from the situation because I decided to, I still have it in my mind and it is who I am and it will always be who I am because I experienced it. Um, and I asked my guys why I experienced it and really it's actually a pretty simple answer. It's because I was supposed to. It was because I was supposed to so I can un- so I can be there for other people, so I can help them get through it, you know. Um, and when I decided I was not going to be sad anymore and I was going to change my life, it did. Um, it took four and a half years of getting on the methadone clinic. It took work. It took me not having my license until I was off the methadone clinic. It took, um, I could have gotten it back before then, but I didn't want to get pulled over again. <laughs> have the same thing happen. So four and a half years. Oh. Of um, it took me walking two and a half miles in the pouring rain for two years to work, you know, to just make that money so I could keep my house of cards together, the money transportation to get to the job and the roof over your head. You need those three things. Oh, and you need food. You need food for energy. Believe it or not, I know what it's like to not have food, you know, to not have that. Um, So then once things started coming together, little by little, I was sleeping on my friend's couch couch in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, I started to make the right friends. I had to completely detach myself from anybody I ever knew that had anything to do with that whole world of craziness. Um, Once I decided to do that, completely separate myself, I I started getting back to my Abbey Essence. I started reading and reading and reading. I couldn't afford, you know, um, I had a prepaid phone. I went to the library and got books. I'd walk there. um, And I just read and read and read. And I started learning about my power of intuition. I started learning about um, mediumship. And and I I read a lot. James Van Prague was, like, one of my favorites to read at the time. And, um, yeah, so I I read a lot. And I learned a lot about who I was. And I, I really got a very solid foundation about my faith my spirituality, my value system, um, what I found important to me. And once I finally grasped what that stability was, that's when it's like the light bulbs just went off and they went off and they went off and then good things started happening. It's like once you have a real solid understanding finally about what you like and what you don't like and what you believe and what you don't believe and you're not willing to settle, that's when the good things start happening. Yeah. So now I own a house and I'm planning my wedding um, and my son is 12. He's definitely, you know, preteen. <laughs> um, oh, God. I, I, I love my vehicle. I work full-time at a hospital. I'm taking my CAT scan boards hopefully soon. Um, you know, I, I... Oh, wow. Um, really? Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I, I think, again, what helped me was the fact that before all that happened, I had a pretty stable, like, life, you know. So what I forgot yeah. what that was like for a long thing started to kind of go back to normal again. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what this is like. So, um, you know, I know what it's like to live off of government food stamps because I did all growing up and for years and years and years. And then I know what it's also like to be able to have the money in your bank account finally and how good that feels to pay for your groceries yourself. It's like such a proud, amazing feeling. Um, And it makes me value it. It makes me value my life every day. And 
it's the biggest thing still every single day, though, to make that decision that you want to be here, that you want to live. You know, um, yeah. I see a lot of people that, and I talk to a lot of people, like a lot of clients out there that are a lot like me, that are just kind of, eh, do I want to do this? Do I want to be here? This really isn't working out for me too well. I mean, heaven seems yeah. really beautiful. Heaven seems really amazing. Gee, I really miss my great aunt Judy. She's up there. She'll take care of me. <laughs> you know, you have to find your own reasons. So that's yeah. my story. Right. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Let me. That's awesome. I'm in awe. You should be very, very proud. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I must be. You know what I learned when I was raising children, as I wrote this book called "Hearing Is Believing: How Words Can Make or Break Our." kids and one thing is to never say I'm proud of you because that's like an external beacon like okay well I better keep doing whatever's gonna make that external person so now uh, you know from then on when I learned that now I say I bet you're proud or you must be proud so that that person can reflect well am I proud yes and I wonder why yes because this that's the other so yeah you must be proud I feel like I'm living every day and I'm grateful more than proud I'm grateful because when you've been on your knees before God like I said there's a difference in you and there's a difference in how you hold things that are important to you and sure I'm proud of myself but I'm more grateful well I remember when I was a little kid like six maybe and we were beaten so bad by my parents that I was laying in bed full of bruises and you know they gave a special medication called papace which is like based on papaya you know to get rid of like inflammation and stuff because <laughs> authorities wouldn't see school wouldn't see and um you know i just said okay god i'm this is a six-year-old kid six seven minutes i'm gonna give you one last chance to make yourself known and if you don't you're dead to me and i never got anything so from that point forward, I was never an atheist, of course, but I thought, oh, there's nothing there. There's a mm-hmm. child struggling to excuse. So that was a really yeah. tough period. So I can relate, is all I'm saying. Now, Eric, what it's do you have awful. to say about, and about people like Abby and, of course, Michelle, you've been through all your shit, too. I mean, all the mediums, the mm-hmm. earth angels, the light workers, all of you guys, and most of you probably are. Eric, what percentage of people listening right now fits the category of light worker slash plus minus earth angel medium light you know anything that is struggling 40 percent everybody because you're tuned in wow. the program you fit it all mm. you fit it all it, so it what, doesn't matter what the label is you fit it all mm. so what is your main advice to them eric Abby, when you were talking, and, and I first I gotta say, it's very courageous to to share that. It's amazing to share. Yes. It is very healing, and from my we're own so experience grateful. too. When it, we are very grateful that you shared this with us. If you hear any noise in the background, that's my son having a a little bit of a temper tantrum. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that pretty loud. Oh, we're um, loud. <laughs> well, okay, so Eric. Yes. Um, He says that, you know, what a lot of us that experience addiction, substance abuse, and and hardship, basically, any type of hardship, as he says, a lot of us that are empaths, healers, mediums, starseeds, lightworkers, earth earth angels, he says it's all under the same umbrella. And the thing is, is that we feel alone much of our life. That, you know, you don't belong. I know that we don't belong. That's right. We feel misunderstood. And so in that feeling alone, and he just said to me, and Michelle, do you remember that? And yes, of course I do. And even sometimes I still feel that way every now and again, I will feel alone. And he yeah. says the biggest lesson I, for all of us. It, yes. It, I, I mean, it's just part of being different. You know, we have differences, and that is part of it, but I can embrace that. But he says, what's the biggest thing? Well, it's the biggest lesson is asking for help, is being able to, 
you know, when, when we're alone and we get used to doing things on our own. We get used to internalizing our feelings before we really understand it all. So we can all look back, whether we're going through this now, he says, or whether this is in our past, what we suffered with was often something we suffered with deep inside where we weren't able to ask for help. So there's a really big lesson in being able to stand up and ask for help and say, I I need help. I need something. And I remember that day for myself as well, because I went for a very long time where I wouldn't admit that I had an addiction. I told myself that it was, uh, no, I was prescribed this from a doctor. Doctor gave this to me. This is not the same. It's not an addiction. Well, it certainly was, and there was no difference. The only difference was how I was getting it. And um, I fought. So, I fought my fellow mm-hmm. colleagues, my fellow colleagues, for creating a lot of addiction in this country. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, well, they're coming in, they're paying me, so I guess I better give them a prescription. No. Yeah. I've had yeah. so many people come in to my office asking for pain medication mm-hmm. that didn't need it, and I said, uh-uh. Yeah. I lost yeah. a lot of patients that way, but. Maybe in, yeah. I would have lost the patient for real if I'd done that. So I, I just couldn't. And same with antibiotics, you know. Well, yeah. I yeah. think that, like, so, you know, it, it's terrible. It, it, it's, a, it's just do what's right for the freaking love of God. Do what's I think right. That, well, that's what I yeah, Humility. 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 It's all about humility that brings you to your knees. And opens your heart. And if you can be comfortable with that humility and the power of vulnerability that is truly divine, then that will heal all. If you open your heart and are vulnerable people and, and break out of that shell that, that the ego has created for you, and, and, and that's very hard for those who, of, of us who have been so broken because of, you know, the labels of earth angels, et cetera. It's very difficult, but if you can do that, then you are going to awaken into your own divinity, and you are going to oh, absolutely realize how fucking there's words. Well, come on, kids. Where do you think you got it? <laughs> your own divinity. You're going to realize how amazingly divine and vast you are. You are really pretty much all powerful. You are one and part of whole and part of God, people. And so if you open That's up your exactly heart, right. your vulnerability, then you are going to come into that awareness. And that will not only allow you to heal yourself, but allow you, you light workers out there, to heal humanity. Okay? So I just put up, I don't know if it came out today, but a, 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 an intent script that Eric has me do to heal the collective and Gaia. To, to get rid of all the nasty things and, you know, aliens, bad aliens, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then to heal, to replace that, the void left behind with love and light so that nothing else can go there except love and light. And then to shield them in two special fields. It's, it's kind of complicated. But I want you guys to know that I'm going to call up on you in YouTube Live or Facebook Live or whatever to do this en masse. Because Eric wants me to do this every single freaking day for eight weeks and repeat it twice a year. We're going to heal yeah. humanity. You light workers out there, you're broken. Yes. But you've come down to your knees. Yes. But now it's time yes. to revel in your own divinity and appreciate yourself and love yourself so that we can heal humanity and Gaia. You channeled that all from Eric. <laughs> That was the thing he was about to say. Elisa, the medium. It's true. We freaking told you you've been doing this, lady. Don't second guess this because his next thing he was talking about was about self-empowerment with vulnerability. Are you guys hearing a voice coming through? Yeah. I just heard one. I heard it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I can totally hear a male voice that keeps coming through. Yours, but that's well, interesting. Okay. Well, either, either Eric or somebody's guide or guardian, or it could be. And I, you know, when I start, first started working, helping people with the, my divine team, my, I don't want to say my, the divine team, um, we had some 
EVPs from bad things. And, and one of them said, fuck you. On, on the air, really? it's so horrible and scary. Yeah, so Eric, what is that coming through? Um, Eric, Eric says that it's guides. And Eric also says his voice as well. So you guys, I, and I know a lot of you pick up voices and EVPs, especially through our radio show and the, the videos and everything. So timestamp them for us because Eric says he's holding his ear, like have a listen because there's, we're going to have guides. We're going to also have Eric's voice through here too. And he does that a lot too, which we love it when he does that. I know. Um, he does it really well. Eric, he so does it. Now. He does it awesome. He does it awesome. Um, Eric also said, and Abby, you had mentioned this too. Um, Eric was just saying that um, the path of service so, of course, like empaths, healers, mediums, starseeds, we all have different forms of service in some way in our life, even though we don't all do it the same. There's some sort, you know, part of service. And Eric says it's often contracted experiences, like you said, with yourself. And he says creating a sense of compassion, having that compassion for ourselves, having that compassion for others. And he says it also helps us learn boundaries because he said a lot of us that we all have a lot more empathy or the the, being an empath we feel so much more our sensitivity and so he says that also brings in the whatever we've experienced in our life those that were around we're picking up on that too so Sometimes we're numbing things or intensifying our own experiences by the energy of those around us as well. And so not only learning how to use our own boundaries, how to understand how to navigate our energy, take care of our energy, but really know when we have to reel it in for ourselves, when we have to protect ourselves, make decisions for ourselves. Because boundaries, you're an empath, Eric says, you either know or you're about to know that boundaries are really important because he says there is nothing on the outside of us that will ever fix how we feel, that will ever be enough, no house, no job, no amount of money, but the self-awareness, the boundaries, the self-awareness, the being present, the going inside and understanding about ourselves and these experiences, experiences with substance abuse, addiction, traumas, all of these things that we have all been through, as hard as they are, they are the pathway of understanding so that we can have more self-awareness and to not push it away or ever be ashamed of those experiences, but learn how to transmute that energy and create power with it. Right. And that's yeah. in all of it. Light workers and impact each other. So those who are on the humanitarian track, that's the... That's the, the, the college counselor saying, okay, you're going to be on the liberal arts track while well, you're going to be on the humanitarian track, whatever. But, well, he said, of be an idiot. All right, whatever. So, um, you know, to do that, uh, you know, you, you have to be a little broken so that you can, I think, that, well, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but so you can develop the compassion you need to love humanity and Mother yeah. Earth or whatever, all life forms on Earth. You have to you have to be beaten down a little bit. And I think that's why a lot of us who are listening, you guys, y'all are all the same, must contractually come into this incarnation with a much higher vibration than most. Because it's going to be beaten down and beaten down and if you did not do that, you might not have survived. So you have to do that to be beaten down and beaten down and learn, wow, the power of love. Okay? And so that Thank you true. are dedicated to help humanity. So true. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so Eric, why is it that Earth Angels and, and, and these people listening, why is it that they feel like they don't belong? I don't understand why that has to happen. Why? Well, he says, I mean, it's vibrational. He says that it has to do with vibration. So coming in at a slightly different vibration, um, he says, think about how if you have somebody at one vibration consciously or 
that you're whatever the frequency is he says well you know when you're around others and often we're put into situations families um you know different ways that we are brought into the world our family situations our people that we connect with they're running at a different vibration and that's on purpose because that's wow. where we create our our adversity that's that where we sense. have it's, that it's physics yeah i love it this is physics behind it okay vibrational yes mismatch. that's cool you know right. how i like physics okay so I want to also announce one thing before we take callers, and of course, I, 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 this is not the end. Abby and, and, and Eric and, and Michelle can also add other things before we take callers. But I'm I'm so excited, you know, for this. You know, Eric had me offer this <laughs> this 72 hour offer where everybody who ordered something would get a freebie, like three different things. <laughs> And I go, oh, my God, what are you doing, Eric? I already worked 14 to something. It's a max of 20 hours a day. What are you doing to me? And he wouldn't say. And, and and I cried. I swear to God, I sobbed. I said, I don't want to do this, but, okay, I have to trust. Mm-hmm. And um, it forced me to change things up and to open my mind, my heart to channeled information. And that channeled information was Elisa. You can do what you're doing much faster and much better if you contribute more to the divine team. And that means, and apparently Jane McDougall said that um, that uh, I'm some galactic hybrid way back when who, um, who has this power to use love to transmute energy. So Eric told me, you use love to make this shit go faster. And you will have more time to help more people. And, and so it forced me, you know, because, you know, I can only do so much. It forced me into doing that. Freaking work. I put so much love now into my work. And I cry. I cry. Yeah. I sob with such gratitude and love for who I'm working on. It's just the most powerful feeling that I've ever experienced. And so That's now things go faster. And so now. I said, Eric, okay, dude, we're cutting prices. So he agreed we're cutting prices drastically, sometimes 50%, because I want to help more people if it's going to be faster. Okay? Wow. Now, oh, that's yeah, awesome. I know. It's amazing. But I said, amazing. I, I, I announced, but I also announced, like, look, if I cannot pay Lucas his salary, because sometimes he makes more than I do, okay, <laughs> then I can't. I have to go back. So this is only, only a trial basis. But it also has me um, uh, – offer a lot more services now that I have more time. Cure for narcissism, yeah. um, for uh, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-loathing, uh, <laughs> by what, borderline personality disorder. No, no, that's coming up. Yeah. Not yet, not yet. Um, uh, um, uh, what is it else? Creating people who, like, I'm going to do this with a lot of family members. Relief from self Selfishness and self-centeredness. I got three people in my family. I'm going to do that shit on tomorrow. And and, and um, so narcissism, selfishness, forward slash self-centeredness, self-loathing, which for some reason he says is different from the fourth, which is um, relief from um, low self-confidence and self-esteem. And um, But we have other things. Oh, also the... Um, the, the relief from all long and, and short-term um, adverse effects from COVID infections, but also the COVID vaccine, and that will include anything in the vaccine that's harmful that was injected. Okay, I, I don't know. He told me there's no microchips, but I, we added language to remove anything in the vaccine that could be harmful to that person. And um, so we've added this, super low prices. And I'm so happy that I've unleashed this power on myself that I didn't know I had, really. I mean, I'm de- depending on the divine team, I'm, I'm their lackey. But now I realize, and, okay, the main point is you guys are all powerful, okay? You guys have the power to heal yourself. You guys have the power to help me heal Mother Earth and every single life form 
that she supports and hosts. You do. Okay? So I, I want you to help me out here. Because eight weeks is a long time. I can use your help. Okay? All right. Mic drop. That's it. Go on. Next. Powerful. Just going to say love is powerful. <laughs> it is so God, I powerful. Didn't realize, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, I love not, and not, gratitude. Wow. Like, remember when we were just doing that um, YouTube, Elisa, on, like, um, yeah. I think it was on loving yourself or bullying. I'm not sure. One of those. And we were saying, I was saying, you know, um, how Eric was relaying to me that gratitude and bravery is just as much of a high vibration of love because it really is love. You know, it's self-love. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all-encompassing, Eric says. Yeah, wow. Bravery yeah. is self-love. I didn't get that. Until now, that is so amazing. Wow. It is. All right, do you, do you want to Erica, that's that's Erica, yeah, I'm pretty profound. <laughs> You're pretty profound. I'm all that in the back of the Yeah, I'm pretty profound. I love you, Eric. You have taught me so much. I'm so grateful for that. And I want to also give <laughs> yeah. a shout-out for my, the Divine Team, which there are so many in the Divine Team, the founders, the adepts, all the archangels, the, all, the source, uh, Apollo and all of the heavenly bodies in this universe, all benevolent interdimensional beings, all benevolent celestial beings. I mean, I, it's, it's, there's so many that I'm so grateful for right now. Shout out to the Divine Team people right now. Y'all, I want y'all to send your love to the Divine Team right now, please. It's an absolute beautiful thing to Elisa for all of us to watch you go through this major transformation of healing and power. It's just, it, it, that is just so loving and amazing to watch and feel. Well, really all of you guys have that ability, but I know you're going to yes. be thinking like me, like I did, like, oh, I'm only me. I'm only me. What power do I have? Uh, and I'm, I I'm realizing that, you know, I do have a lot more power than I thought. And I, I, I it's not mm-hmm. like, it's like oh, I don't want to brag. Oh, I don't want people to think I'm ego, egotistical or whatever. No. Right. We are right. all whole and part of God. I'm no more special than anybody else listening. You all have right. that power, okay? You all. Please tap That's into right. it. And I will help you in any way I can. As will Eric. Oh, okay. Um, Eric has advice for you, Elisa, and everybody else also. He wants to give everybody else and you also, Elisa. He says, if it doesn't feel good, if you don't feel good, if you're questioning something and you're just something about you is like, eh, and you don't feel good about it, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yes. It's actually really yeah. that simple. That's your intuition. Everybody asks me, like, how do you know it's your intuition? How do you know it's your guides talking to you? Boom, it's that. If you come to a stop sign and you look left and you look right and something tells you you should look left one more time, you usually do it, right? And then all of a sudden a car goes by at 90 miles down, you're like, thank God I didn't go. That is your guide talking to you. So anybody that's on this line right now, if you are just that tinge of like, it's the difference between feeling that tinge from, oh, this is coming from somewhere that I don't like it, and oh, this is fear, okay? That feels different. Yeah. It yeah. feel, being afraid feels different than just, eh, I don't know. Like, I definitely had that feeling of, what am I doing? Like, really, should I be doing this? I really shouldn't yeah. be doing this. Like, that, I felt that way, and it wasn't, wow. it was more like, mm-hmm. but I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't listen to my gut instinct, which is actually your spirit, guys. Well, you eventually did, so kudos to you, man. Oh, yeah. All right, so so but but you you talk about simplicity, Abby and Eric. Yep, Eric, Eric, whatever. Arabi, I don't know, whatever you want (laughs) to call your duo. Um, It's about saying, "Hey, I am my own sovereign power. I reclaim all my energy from." All those leeches that are taken away from me, it's mine, it's not yours, it's my energy, stand in my own sovereign power. And um, and be okay with that. Don't feel like, well, that's asking too much. 
oh, but it's just me, you know. It's what about why? What, who am I? What do I? Eric I says it's about it. self value. Eric says it's yeah, about self worth. Actually, yeah. And Alicia, yeah, I think you have an Atlanta scalar thing it, about confidence yeah. that I just saw you post. I think you just had, um, you just posted something about doing a service for people through Atlanta scalar for self confidence. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And, yeah. and I yeah. Um, and that's like what we're talking about, though, is like it, it really comes down to that. It comes down to your self-worth, your self-esteem, your self-value. Like are yeah. you have to make the decision every day and all throughout your day that you're worth it. And if you don't, right. then bad things happen to you, flat out, Eric says. Yeah. And, and guess what? You don't – you guys, I know you don't – I'm the worst businesswoman in the world, but you don't always need Atlanta Scaler to help you with this. You have the power to heal yourself. And, you know, I, I want you guys to, to know that, to, to realize the power that you have. And don't feel bad about saying, yeah, I'm all that in a bag of chips. It's okay to believe that because it's true. And now I'm hungry for chips. All right, so we should take uh, callers. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. All right. And brightsidemedium.com, okay, and thehealing8-arts.com. It'll be in the description box. All right, we got our first caller. How you doing? Hi, anybody home? Hi, Melissa from New Jersey. Hey, Hello, Melissa, Melissa from New Jersey. How you doing? Hi, sweetie. Oh, this is so exciting. Bingo. <laughs> you won the lottery. Bingo. That's code word, man. That's awesome. What you got for us, girl? Um, I just wanted to... The the last time I got on was I might have had 30 seconds left, and I couldn't remember if Eric said I had closed portals or open portholes. And then I went on to your website, and I was going to get the porthole work and have it done on my husband and my family because I think you said something about it wouldn't really work if I didn't get everyone done. And then when I went to yeah, go on it, I I wasn't sure, but now when I try to go on it again, it's not even offered the weight loss one isn't offered anymore. I don't really know where to go. My husband has. Hmm? But, oh, 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 it is. I promise. And now we'll check right now. But the super portal work with increased vibration is under start here category. There's, there's categories. There's start here. There's spiritual well-being. There's physical well-being. And there's mental and emotional well-being. And there's also answers, which is basically healing recommendations, recommendations and other but, but it's on. And, and my BMI was 44, and your the weight loss one was for only 40. Does those extra points really matter that it can't work for someone like me? Hey, what are you talking about? Oh, the 40 BMI? Yeah, but I was a 44, so that wouldn't work? No, 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 no. No, it works for anybody. There's grips in there. For over 40 BMI and for under BMI, uh, 40 BMI. So don't uh, worry. Maybe that was the when I looked on the page before. It's 40 or over. And if you do the weight optimization, I'm, I'm, trust me, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to cover morbid obesity too. I know, Eric. It's like, him. I tell people, don't ever get the full mediumship bundle because for some reason, with the mini mediumship bundle, he always does the full mediumship bundle anyway. So don't worry we're going to take care of you, okay? I know you will, Lisa. You all are so wonderful. So what do you suggest I go under? Because I'm ready to purchase now. <laughs> uh, well, ooh, Lucas did some mess up. Hang on. Uh, all right, well, just, just wait till tomorrow because he's decreasing prices. So please don't order anything now, okay? Oh, that's he's fine of you. Thank you. You're so dramatically. I, you know, it's really, really important that you don't, you know, you know, I don't want to stress anybody out financially. This is not what I'm here for. I want to help people. This gives my life meaning. This gives Eric's death meaning, you know. It makes it not such a tragic weight, okay. I I really feel that from you, Alyssa, Alyssa, I really do, and from all of you. I really know how true your heart is. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. Of course. Yeah, um. Wait, because I don't think Eric, I mean, Lucas, has, who looks just like Eric, has totally reduced all the prices. So please wait. But you need to go to shop, 
and service, I can't remember, and then start here, and then, um, and then if you can't find something, just let me know, okay? And I do a You lot get so of many emails, though, but, and, it ba- and you say you get so many emails, and I just don't want to take up any of your time, because I know it's so precious, and so many people are asking for help. It's, it's hard for me to ask for help. <laughs> I know it's hard. Yeah, I know I'm the same way, okay? I'm the same way. I have a hard time asking for help. And, yes, I do get a lot of emails, but um, all I ask is did not so long because I got overdose on nose drops when I was six months old, and I don't know how I graduated top 1% in my medical school class, okay, because I had <laughs> trouble reading tracking across the page because of that. I mean, I long emails are very, very difficult for me, just FYI. All right, so I'll, I'll get Lucas to finish that, and then you get back, and I, yeah, just do super portal work first for the family. You have to include everybody because doesn't make it ever the same price, okay? And then wait, because a lot of times that will solve everything, okay? Don't order anything else. Sometimes the wait better everything. So do that, and then, you know, you need to find. But also he uh, reduced healing recommendations to $30. Uh, Today I did several that were three hours long because they were earth angels, and the reptilians were fighting against me getting the correct answers, so that was not easy. But, yeah. All right. Thank you, Melissa, for calling, and um, love you. Sending you all my love. Thank you, Melissa. Love you. Love you. I miss that boy. All right. So we'll go to the 817 area code. Um, Click. Come on, Lisa. Click. 817 area code. Is that in the Dallas area? Yeah, uh, it's Hurst. How are you? This Daisy Lee. Who is it? Daisy Lee. Hi, Hi how are you? you? I'm great. Um, I just need like a general message that could apply for me and everybody else that is listening. Oh, that's a nice. That's, you're so sweet. What you got, Eric? <laughs> Abby, go ahead. Um, it's okay to be giving, but make sure you also give to yourself. Um, because Eric's letting me know that you're not giving to yourself enough, actually. and Which is actually kind of funny because that's, like, how we started this out was you saying, oh, for me and everybody else. But, like, that's actually kind of the theme of your life. <laughs> and you need to really um, – Remember that if you're not focused, if you're not, like, all set, then not everybody else is going to be all set. So Eric wants you to give to yourself, too. You're not doing that enough. Okay. He's telling you that you need to give to yourself more free time because you also are not giving yourself enough free time for, like, reading. Um, Actually, he's bringing up reading. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Michelle. All right. No, just to add on that, Abby, because I was getting the same thing, and he's talking about uh, discovery. He goes, you know, we are new every single day. We are new every single day. We have a new energy with us every single day. And he says, discover. Don't be afraid to explore. He says, don't be afraid to sit with yourself. Don't run away from your thoughts. He said that um, he's talking about adventure. And it's time for an adventure. So it's time to go outside a little bit further, explore things that are in your mind that maybe you don't think are really that um, tangible. He said start to play with the mind a little bit and don't be afraid to go for things because he says that you've been very comfortable, been very comfortable with where you are right now and he says you have things that you you could be doing that it would give you a lot more joy would give you a lot more and he says could you give more to others so he says what can you give to yourself oh 10 seconds oh my god are you guys thank this you information for, for michelle and abby are going to be in this description box 
But thank you guys for putting up with me. And thank you, Eric. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Michelle. I love you both. I love you all. Okay. Love you. Eric love says you. love Thanks, you. Guys. Bye. Good night. Eric says love you, Mama. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.